Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Friday morning here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. We've reached the end of another week here in February. So glad you're with us. We've had a busy week as usual. And a busy show today. We'll tell you about that here in a second. Again, our uh, forecast today with some flurries and a high of 35, which is uh, closer to normal for this time of year. So we'll uh, enjoy that today. We have a busy show for you this first hour. We're going to be joined by two very accomplished people. Uh, one is Nathan Gunn and his wife, Julie Gunn. Don Giovanni is going to be uh, performed over at the Crannert next weekend. And uh, Nathan Gunn, who is uh, one of the best-known, uh, one of the most exciting and in-demand baritones of the day uh, in opera. He's performed in opera houses all around the world, across the country and around the world. Professor of voice at the University of Illinois. And his wife, Julie, is the director of Lyric Theater Studies, associate professor of accompanying and assistant director of development and engagement at the University of Illinois, and a pianist, a educator, and music director. Uh, they're very well-known, both of them. Uh, from right here in our backyard in, in Champaign at the University of Illinois. We'll visit with them. Uh, they're also the co-chairs, by the way, of the 50th uh, anniversary of Cranert, and we'll talk about uh, that with them as well. So we'll be with them here this first half hour. Second half hour, we'll have open line for a few minutes. David Woods was going to join me in the 10 o'clock hour, but he had a previous engagement he needed to get to, so we're going to have him at 9.45 today, and then we'll have an open line between 10 and 11. Uh, here this morning on A Penny for Your Thoughts. So a slight uh, schedule adjustment there. But uh, we'll have Nathan and Julie Gunn coming up next. We'll take our opening time out, visit with them for a few minutes. And if you want to join us, the phone number is 356-9397. You can email us, talk at wdws.com, and you can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. Back with Nathan and Julie Gunn after this time out on a Friday on Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, welcome back. We are on a penny for your thoughts. Glad you're with us here on Newstalk 1400 DWS, 35 degrees at 910. With you until 11 o'clock today, we'll have an open line in the second hour between 10 and 11. David Woods will join us at 945 today. He has to jump in a little early as he's got a prior engagement he needs to be at. Pleased to be joined here this morning by a couple of very accomplished folks, Nathan Gunn and Julie Gunn, husband and wife. Yes, yeah, still. Good. 25 yes. years. 25 still years. On. That's right. Raise five kids, right? Well, yeah. Just about. <laughs> Almost. You got a couple more years yeah. before they're out of the house. Completely uh, completely gone, but uh, boy, it is good to good to have you guys in studio and um Hey, it's a great studio. I love what you Thank you, Brian. That's so exciting. Yeah, you almost went to the, to the other building. Uh-huh. Yeah. But but you found your way downtown. So we we appreciate that. Nathan, I think interviewed you at the halftime of a basketball game That's in right. New York City. You That's may or right. may not remember that. Oh, no, but, I remember uh, that. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if we won the game or not. But, uh, uh, <laughs> that wasn't but the I, main I, point. That wasn't <laughs> the main point. But I did, I did have a I – was, I was there singing something at the Met, and uh, I had a student in town, so he sang mm -hmm. the national anthem with yeah, me. Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. So very, very, very nice. So uh, good to have you guys here. First of all, Nathan Gunn, uh, of course, a reputation, one of the most exciting and in-demand 
baritones of the day uh, in opera. He's um, professor of voice at the University of Illinois, holder of a Swanland chair. That's a that's a new recent thing. recent yeah. honor. So yeah, congratulations on that. That's Thank very you. prestigious. Uh, Julie Gunn, equally uh, prestigious uh, career as a pianist, educator, and music director, director of lyric theater studies. Associate Professor of Accompanying, Assistant Director of Development and Engagement, School of Music, uh, University of Illinois, and all right here in Champaign. So um, good to have you folks. A couple of things we wanted to touch on. One, together, uh, is uh, your co-chairs of the 50th anniversary of Cranert. Uh, That's tell right. me why you got involved yes. in that, and uh, Julie, you can go Delighted first. to be so. Well, we've been at the Cranert Center since we were students. We met the first day of school in 1989, uh, sat next to each other at the opera meeting. Um, so now we find chair. ourselves. She, didn't, she wasn't very enthusiastic. Yeah, I convinced. I her. wasn't used to Midwestern friendliness, <laughs> but it worked out in the end. Uh, so over the years, we have played every role at Crowner we possibly could. I was a like waitress at Intermezzo, um, and we worked in in as students in music, and then later on, after we made a little bit of a of a career in recitaling. Um, Mike Ross invited us to give some recitals there, mm-hmm. and then we joined the faculty, and then we we started running the Lyric Theater program, and now we are delighted to co-chair this campaign because we love the Cranert Center. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, you think about it, we've managed to sort of follow all, and, and we're patrons as well. So we, we're audience members, performers, patrons, <laughs> educators. We cover just about we're everything. really into it. Yeah. We're, yes, we <laughs> So you, you've done it all over there, and of course performed around the world, both of you have. Yeah. Yes. Um, you travel together a lot, or are you separate? How do you, how do you do that? I try not to travel with Julie as much as possible. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I He's do. really a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, when we do recitals, we travel together. Right. So the recital mm-hmm. is with piano and voice, mm-hmm. sometimes um, kind of a cabaret style, sometimes more classical. But mm-hmm. then a lot of times Nathan goes into an opera, and I, I often just come to see the show. Yeah, it's, with the operas um, that I go into, or if it's a... Uh, uh, for example, I was just right before Christmas. I was going back and forth between Paris and London. I was doing a, a wonderful town, the Bernstein piece with the London Symphony Orchestra. Simon Rattle conducting it. It was totally fun at the Barbican Center, and that, so I was doing that, which was sort of semi-stage, meaning there weren't any costumes. But it, you know, you're on stage with the orchestra, you do it. And going back to Paris to sing a Christmas concert with uh, the uh, I'm trying to think about what translated from French, the Radio National Radio Symphony. Of whatever France, um, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> and uh, and so those sorts of things we don't really travel together because mm-hmm. Julie, you know, doesn't need to work, and you know, at that point, and she'd rather be home at that than those times, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then operas, of course, you know, depending on the opera, if it's new, you're there and you're rehearsing for maybe four weeks, then you have two weeks of shows. Other ones that are, re- you know, if they're redoing the production, it's not new. It could be about. You know, three weeks of time. So those are the times I travel alone. Again, we're with Nathan and uh, Julie Gunn. If you have any comments for them, feel free, 356-9397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515-357, and email us, talk at wdws.com. We're at 915 here in the morning on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, let's talk about Don Giovanni. Okay. Uh, Coming up next weekend, right? Yeah, it it opens in the Tryon Festival Theater over at Cranert. It's... um, uh, Don Giovanni, it's a Mozart opera. It probably is the most famous. Of course, uh, it's you know Don Juan is the famous character. I think it's f- kind of funny to say if you were to what his name is in English, it's Mr. John. 
Right. Mm. <laughs> so, Mr. John doesn't have the same doesn't ring, have quite to, the same it. ring <laughs> to it, but that's what it is. And uh, and and the product, you know, I've done uh, that opera a number of times, and um, and I wanted to. I've been inc- Julie'd been trying to get me to direct an mm-hmm. opera for a while, and I w- had been reluctant. But then I decided, well, maybe this is the one, the the opera, to try my, you know, mm-hmm. try my wings out, and so. Uh, I'm directing it and then singing with the kids in the first three shows, and then one of the students is doing the matinee on Sunday. And it's uh, for those of you who don't know what it, the story, it's basically. I mean, everybody has kind of an idea about Don Juan. He's a legendary seducer, but there's more to this story than that. It's really kind of about the struggles between different social classes, because um, it's three. He wrote it three years before the French Revolution, and so it's kind of an opera about the man getting what he deserves and being dragged into hell at the end it's really it's really great and very dramatic it's super mm-hmm. dramatic and the music's amazing um and we're doing i'm doing an updated version so the don don giovanni is it's spelled g-i-o-v-a-n-n-i giovanni mm-hmm. uh, don giovanni's uh like a, a super successful corporate raider he doesn't really build anything he destroys stuff and that's how it all starts and then on top of destroying his best friends you know company that she's inherited from her father he then kills her dad when her father confronts her and then the next the entire uh, the the rest the course of the action the, all the action takes place under 24 hours where he descends into this craziness and people come at him from all directions and hmm. It's very cool. Yeah. So as directing and performing, it's a bit I mean, weird I, because how you know, does I have that to, feel. I mean, well, I'm, yeah, I, I, it turns out I'm actually. I mean, I enjoy it. I know the piece so well. I know everybody's lines, and I I can get up there and show the different performers, actors, singers what what they need to do, and it it almost makes it more efficient. What's confusing for me sometimes, especially since they're students, is that I have to have this. I can't avoid having this feeling of encouragement and support while being sort of a psychopath p- playing against them. It's a bit schizophrenic, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think it's working out pretty well. I think you're really that. good at it. And well, and this team that I have working, the kids that are, the students who are doing the media, because there's a big multimedia thing. Uh, he's, you know, I decided that to modernize it, instead of a statue coming to life to drag him into hell, of the commendatory who he killed. I thought, well, what are the things that happen today that kind of freak people out when people die? And I thought, well, their Facebook's still existing when they've passed away. <laughs> and so I have a, an electronic <laughs> footprint of him that comes back to life and sucks him away into it. It's pretty exciting, <laughs> I have to say. And uh, great N- job. Nathan, you mentioned Julie wanted you, felt like you needed to direct. Why, yes. did, you, why did you feel that way, Julie? What the- well, I had... Um, been home more uh, than he had in the last few years, and I had had this really exciting experience working with all of these designers. Uh, and I, you know, as long as I had been at the Cranford Center, I had never really totally appreciated how exciting it is to to imagine a whole different set and a whole different costume design and lighting design, and to see how they created this. Uh, and I really wanted him to have that experience. I knew already what a tremendous visual imagination he had. Um, from just our work before, but I, I didn't, I really wanted to encourage him to get to know everybody. And I think he, I think you're glad Me? that you, that you have. Oh, I yeah, love it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, that's the thing when you're, um, when you travel as much as I do, um, it's hard to get to know the people that you work with when you're at home. For example, I, before long, my neighbor thought when I was leaving to go sing a gig and come back that I just kept 
getting fired. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, Nathan, you know, don't worry, you'll hold down a job someday. But yeah, <laughs> like, opera and musical theater, are just, they're just so huge, you know, they're mm. the biggest art form, that, mm. you know, that there is. So there's hundreds of people playing and singing and it's just a, it, it involves so many people. It's yeah, and, and I think a lot of people who have, if you haven't been to the Cranet Center for the Performing Arts, you really should go. It, it, you see a certain level when you're up in the lobby, right? And then you can go down to the theaters. But what you don't see is what's happening underneath for the three floors down, you know, all the three floors that are down. And you have you have the set building, you have welding, you have costumes being built, wigs being built, you have lighting design, studios where they're doing multimedia, all these things that have to happen just in order for a show to go on. Hmm. So it's it's sort of like seeing you know the, they say the duck on the pond with the, with the feet you don't see mm -hmm. the feet under the feet underneath that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what's happening, mm -hmm. and these uh, students work so hard. Um, and we're doing you know we get there generally speaking about nine in the morning and I'm out of there about eleven p.m. and mm. that's just the way it is and they love it so much they don't complain. We also didn't mention that this is an Italian. Oh yeah, it's an Italian guest. <laughs> yeah, but there'll be surtitles. There'll be mm -hmm. super titles um, projected mm -hmm. in English. Yeah. Okay. So people can follow along. Absolutely. And yeah. all of that. You yes. Know. And uh, you were talking off air about the definition of the word opera. Mm -hmm. And it kind of explained for... Yeah, well, you it's, know, you know, it's a... Uh, you know, I, I am, you know, I'm born and raised in the Midwest. And, you know, the world of opera finds you. And it, and it found me. And I was fell in love with the music. Um, but the word had always kind of put me off. When I thought of opera, I thought of Bugs Bunny. I thought of, you know, horns. It just means opera just means work. It means a Mozart opera is a, mo a work by Mozart. Mm -hmm. That's it. And uh, I've always I've tried to find another way of describing it. It's part of the reason why we call Lyric Theater at Illinois that we created that, that program, Lyric Theater, because it's simply sung theater. And, uh, and if we do our job, and I think we um, are when it comes to productions, it shouldn't seem foreign. And... That's and our goal. That's our goal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're trying to take away part of modernizing it is so people are in uh, today's clothing for the most part. Mm -hmm. So it looks like something you can relate to. Mm -hmm. And it should be that way if it's good. Mm -hmm. Don Giovanni uh, performed over at the uh, Craner on the Thursday night starting February 22nd. Next week at 730. Friday night at 730. Saturday at 730. And then Sunday the matinee, as uh, Nathan mentioned, at 3 o'clock. We'll come back with more. After this, at 922, we're with Nathan and Julie Gunn. We'll continue with more in just a moment on Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, welcome back. We are on a Penny for Your Thoughts. David Woods will join us at 945. We're going to recap the Olympics first week of. We've got Nathan and Julie Gunn with us here uh, from the School of Music over at the University of Illinois. Two very accomplished performers. They performed uh, around the world. And uh, you guys have a favorite event. I know Cranert would be your home. but uh, We do love you, that. Cranard's great. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I I tell people all the time, and it's not no, just me. All, when I bring you know colleagues, famous mm -hmm. colleagues into town to sing, they're always like, "This place is amazing. Mm -hmm. What's it doing in the middle of Illinois?" <laughs> the like, miracle well, on the prairie. Miracle on the prairie. Yeah. 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 Um, when the, it comes to, I mean, when it the comes opera to, houses around the world. Yeah. When it comes to opera houses, my my f probably favorite one as a performer would be uh, this place called Teatro on Davin, which is. Um, theater on the the Vien River in in Vienna. Mm -hmm. uh, it's small enough so that you can from a box almost touch the stage. It was so Mozart's can, home really? house. It was Mozart's home house. Yeah, you you can actually yeah. see everything, right? Wow. 
for the United States, the I suppose the the Met. You is. know what I love about the the one in Vienna is I was sort of waiting for Nathan one day and looking at you know how in every workplace they post the like rules about the union and rules mm-hmm. or whatever they have they have the regular ones but then they have posted what it was in Mozart's time really yeah <laughs> it's really you feel like you touch the hand that touched the hand it's are they different. <laughs> Yeah, well, because they're from like 1789. Like park your horse here and stuff <laughs> <Exactly>. like that. <laughs> All right, I believe we have a caller for you. Is that right, Ed? All right, let's All right. Uh, go to the phones here. Just put those on real quick. And uh, hey, good morning. How are you? Oh, just fine, thank you. What's I on your mind? For the, I have a question for the guns. Sure. Do they have any plans to be returning to Ravinia and here and or here at Cranert? With Mandy Patinkin? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been in contact with Mandy. You know, Mandy is, uh, they've got another season of Homeland that they're going to be, that's a show that he's on on HBO, I think. Showtime? Right. I watched it I last remember. night. Whatever. Anyway. Um, Homeland. So he, Homeland, yeah. So he has another year of, um, of doing that, and then he's going to take a little time off, and I'm trying to convince him to come out here 2020 and uh, do a little... Uh, song, you know, song and dance on the boards with uh, me and Julie, and maybe um, uh, we'll see how this goes. But I'm trying to convince him to direct a show for us at Lyric Theater. And this summer, I'll be not at Ravinia, but um, I'm singing with um, uh, the it's at the Aurora University. Is that what it's called? The um, I'm looking at Julie right now. She remembers yes. all the names of things for me. It is, and it's uh, with the Chicago Philharmonic. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, there, it's going to be a, a. Is it outdoors? Honey? It's an outdoor. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Aurora University is where it's going to be, and they call it um, music on the lake. Um, they're really terrific. I didn't know that the orchestra existed, and they contacted, contacted me a, a little while ago, mm-hmm. and um, I decided why not. So that, and then next year um, we have we're not ready to announce it yet, but we'll we'll do something at Cranert with another um, Broadway personality. Mm-hmm. Um, She's and great. Uh, you know, because Cranard will will be fifty years old over the next two years, mm-hmm. just like me. Except I'll be fifty one in two years. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, where Cranard is <laughs> stays fifty for two years. Anyway, um, we're going to celebrate with all sorts of special events, and so Nathan, two or three times in that in that span. Yeah, so doing we'll, all sorts of representation. all sorts of stuff, and you have to come see Don Giovanni. I haven't sung an opera actually at. Uh, at uh, Cranert since I was a college student, so that's been close to 25 years. All right. Anything else, Sandra? No, that's fine. I look forward to that. Thank All right. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for calling. All right. Before we let you, uh, Nathan and Julie, uh, go here, uh, first, Nathan, your family, a lot of U of I graduates, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, my, my, my grandfather went to the U of I. My great-grandfather would have, but it didn't exist at the time. My father went to the U of I. I'm, of course, uh, uh, an alumnus, and my daughter, Madeline, my eldest, uh, is as well. And just got the diploma in the mail. Just got the diploma. and um, Fourth generation. And hopefully my son, Dylan, who's graduating from high school this year, mm-hmm. will choose Illinois. Mm-hmm. And Julie, your parents were very accomplished too, right? Yes, they yeah. are. They love teaching Ollie. Mm-hmm. They're, they're famous in the Ollie circles, mm-hmm. um, which is the Lifelong Learning Institute. Mm-hmm. So they're here with us, yep. partially to see the opera. Yep. And your mom and dad worked uh, as you know, pretty important fields, right? Uh, you're, yeah, you're, my musicians and my father's a physicist. I was say, yeah. They taught me out. And uh, an amateur singer. I mean, you know, yes. West Bay Opera. And when I was a child, I was a member of the Jordan Family Singers. Oh, that. 
You've got to have a sauna. Have them come in and do yeah. some of the stuff. Swab the decks, yeah. Julie. Mm-hmm. Swab the decks. Well, before we let you go, now you you were gracious enough to uh, put together a little uh, Penny Lane <laughs> yes. production. Yes. Right. Made this with is, my cell phone. Yes, yeah. With uh, <laughs> Nathan and Julie Gunn. You so know, know how different <laughs> We're not particularly technologically savvy, so hey. we'll see how this <laughs> I, works. I just wanted to play it for folks because, you know, I, there's versions of this. We've heard the Beatles for years, the yeah. Penny Lane. This is... Yeah. Uh, Nathan and Julie Gunn, this goes about a minute or so, and uh, let's just listen here for a second. <laughs> Penny Lane, there is a barber showing photographs of every head he's had the pleasure to know. And all the people that come and go stop and say hello. a banker with a motor car and the children laugh at him behind his back and the banker never wears a mac in the pouring rain it's very strange and he laid his in my ears and in my eyes to keep his fire engine clean. It's a clean Nathan and Julie Gunn. Thank you so much for doing that. Thanks, oh, Brian. That was, that was fun. I'll treasure that, and we'll totally put that fun. to use somehow. Oh, right. so my gosh. We'll make you a better report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Hey, great to have you. Giova- uh, Giovanni's coming up. Uh, Don Giovanni, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all 7.30, and then uh, Sunday at 3 o'clock. Uh, call the uh, Cranard office, 333-6280 or cranardcenter.com. Check it out. Super. It's a pleasure Thanks. to see you guys. Thanks a Thank lot. You Thank you for much. coming out. We appreciate it. Nathan and Julie Gunn. Bye-bye. We've got news headlines coming up next with Michael Kaiser, and we'll be back with more after this on Penny for Your Thoughts. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-351-5357. All right, 939 and 34 degrees. Open line here for a couple of minutes. We'll get David Woods on a little early. He has to uh, get somewhere else here after the top of the hour. We're going to have him on in the 10 o'clock hour to... Just give a quick summary of the Winter Olympics up to this point. He's an Olympic writer, writes over in Indianapolis, former News Gazette uh, writer. Visit with him here in a few minutes. 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phones. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357, or you can email us 
at talk at wdws.com is how you can reach us. Uh, got a text in, says, when are we going to get our hands heads out of the sand? Mental illness is subjective. Gun laws can work. Talking about the shootings down in uh, Parkland, Florida, where 17 perished. The uh, suspect there in custody on suicide watch down in Parkland, Florida. That was, of course, the uh, big story from yesterday. Appreciate Nathan and Julie Gunn being with us uh, in that first half hour. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, if you have any uh, thoughts on going to the Don Giovanni uh, opera over there, 333-6280 or crannertcenter.com. And uh, two very accomplished individuals there in Nathan and Julie Gunn. Well, as you file your tax returns, identity thieves are looking to cash in on refunds. Busey is raising awareness of and providing tips to help prevent tax identity fraud. File early, secure your Wi-Fi connection, shred sensitive documents, lock away secure documents, secure your tax return, monitor your mail, and avoid scammers' schemes. And a warning sign of tax identity theft is when the IRS denies your tax return meaning someone's already filed it under your name. Believe it or not, they can do that if you believe you've fallen victim to tax identity theft. Contact the IRS, uh, complete an identity theft affidavit, close any bank accounts, contact the three major credit bureaus and pay your taxes and file your return, even if you have to send it by paper. Remember, the best way to protect yourself from fraud is to be proactive. So think about all that when it comes to filing your taxes. Make sure it's secure. Uh, take care of all the documents you need to. Busey can help with that. Give them a call at 1-800-67-BUSEY. Visit the Information Security Center for information at uh, Busey.com is uh, the way you can go on that. All right, uh, Illini Baseball rearranged their schedule a little bit. The uh, team, I guess, they couldn't get out of Midway Airport down to Beaumont, Texas, so they've shuffled the deck a little bit when it comes to Illinois baseball. They will play uh, tomorrow at 11 a.m. down in St. Louis at St. Louis University. And, uh, and then also on Sunday, they will play South Dakota State at 11 a.m. and then Austin P. at 3 p.m. And we'll have coverage of those games for you with Scott Beatty starting tomorrow at 11 a.m. So we'll keep an eye on that. Basketball last night, Wisconsin. How about those Wisconsin Badgers? Ethan Happ, 21 points, 12 rebounds. Badgers beat Purdue, who had fallen to number six. Remember, they uh, Purdue had a shot to be the number one team in the country. They fall to number six now, or they were number six, and they lose again at Wisconsin. Double-double for Ethan Happ. Ben Davison added 16 for the Badgers. Boilermakers now have lost three straight. And uh, Tony Carr, remember that Penn State's team uh, we saw last Sunday here at State Farm Center. Tony Carr scored 16 of his 30 points in the uh, first half. Penn State routed number eight Ohio State. 79-56 to 56 in Big Ten play last night. Illinois men play on Sunday afternoon against the Nebraska Cornhuskers at 2.30 at State Farm Center. We'll take another break. We'll get David Woods on the line, just recap the Olympics quickly, and then move on with an open line the rest of the morning. What's on your mind today as we head into the weekend here in Champaign-Urbana? We're back with more after this on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Thoughts here on this Friday. Appreciate Nathan and Julie Gunn stopping by in the first half hour. And we've got uh, David Woods here coming up momentarily. We'll have an open line the rest of the morning. And we go to the uh, phone here. David Woods is with us. Uh, David, how are you? 
I'm doing well, Brian. Uh, thanks for having me on. Well, good. We had you on last week at the uh, beginning of the Olympics. Now we're a weekend. What do you think so far? What's been the uh, the big storyline? I guess Chloe Kim, Sean White, there would be two right there, right? Yeah, two right there. And, and you probably remember you telling me I was probably uh, I was probably the two athletes in the Winter Olympics I was most interested in were, were the two uh, female uh, alpine skiers, uh, Michaela Schifrin and and Lindsey Vaughn, and, uh, and uh, boy, I think, you know, what Schifrin uh, has endured is in some ways uh, in the Olympics. She, uh, you know, two nights ago won maybe somewhat surprising uh, gold medal in, in the giant slalom. I mean, you could just, if you watched on TV, she just kind of collapsed to her knees, you know, in, uh, I think, in joy and relief after winning that but it, it's a it's a uh, it's a very long ordeal for, for those medal winners I, I read a story just this morning by uh, uh friend tim laden of sports illustrate all the things you had to go through and go through the medal ceremony and and uh anyway got got back pretty late compared to what the others did and then in her best event um was uh, was televised last night the slalom and uh, and she she was out of the medals. Uh, she's by far the best slalom skier in the world, and and uh, and she didn't have a very good second run, and and she finished fourth. So uh, you get a gold medal, and maybe not your best event, and and you don't medal in in your best event. And um, I, I think maybe I think maybe alpine skiing has a more of a susceptibility to that than anything. And and uh, she may only ski one more event. She'll got the alpine combined still coming up, and and we've got uh, her. Perhaps her, if she has fast enough run in, Lindsey Vaughn uh, coming up in the downhill. And, and uh, so that's, that's something I'm, I'm kind of focused on. But I, I, well, I'm just enjoying all of it. I don't know how, how, your, how your listeners are consuming the Olympics, but I, I'm not necessarily building my schedule around it. But anytime I have a spare moment, uh, I have it on TV. That's for sure. David Woods is with us. He used to work here at the News Gazette, now over at the Indy Star, covers Butler basketball and also uh, just really specializing in, in covering the Winter Olympics that are ongoing. Uh, what other stories have you noticed during? I know the, the wind has been a problem for, the, for some of the downhill events, uh, the alpine events. Uh, where are we on uh, as far as some of the other events going on? Well, I, I, think, I think that has also affected some of the, uh, some of the slope style uh, events, both snowboarding and uh, and skiing. The uh, I think you mentioned I had one one Indiana Olympian in this is uh, name is Dick Nick Gepper. He was part of a one two three uh, sweep of uh, freestyle skiing and slope style a, uh, at the Sochi Olympics, and he's coming up and he's you know he keeps saying he's uh, going for gold. Uh, uh, he's from Lawrenceburg, Indiana, which is near Cincinnati, and I'm I'm actually old enough to remember that it was years ago when the Illini football team had a had a player from uh, from uh, Lawrenceburg which I think at the time was kind of a kind of a high school football power so that that's coming up uh, this weekend and you know, we've got um, we've got both you know men's and women's hockey teams going you know probably one of the probably one of the best rivalries in international sports is the US versus Canada in, in women's hockey to the point where I, th- I think players on both teams uh, don't don't even disguise the uh, the, host- the hostility they have for the other. <laughs> yeah, that has been uh, has been pretty intense. David Woods here with us for a couple more minutes. He had to move his time slot up a few minutes because uh, of a scheduling conflict. Uh, the U.S. what got it went over Slovakia right in hockey. Uh, it was, I think it was was a Slovenia. 
Well, it says here Slovakia, but uh, Slovakia, okay, yeah. well, Slovakia. They held on, and then of course the Nish, they they blew a two goal lead earlier, and uh, in their in their first game and lost. So that's that tournament is so so hard to evaluate, and I, and I think uh, I think a lot of hockey fans really lament the fact that the NHL players are not involved. That was a that was a you know that was a decision that the NHL made, and I don't know. I don't know if it was good for the sport or not, but that's but that's what they decided to do. Well, the Dutch really dominate the speed skating, don't they? Yeah, that is just remarkable. They're they're, they're basically uh, they're basically like the uh, Kenyan runners on on ice, aren't they? I mean, they just uh, they just are are so overwhelming. I heard a uh, uh, televised interview this week with uh, with uh, Champagne's Bonnie Blair, and she had a interesting perspective on that, mentioning that 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 is like the sport in the in the Netherlands and like any you know you have that even though it's a small nation she said really their talent pool is pretty big because that that is such an important sport there and there's such tremendous competition to uh, to make the uh, you know the Dutch speed skating team at all uh, you know just if you if you make the team then you have a chance to medal at the Olympics mm-hmm. uh, which is the way it is in, in in uh, in some in some events uh, for Americans in swimming and track and field, but but she said she would really like the, uh, uh, the United States to you know have that maybe have that kind of that kind of uh, intra country competition to uh, to uh, get speed skating back to where it was when mm-hmm. Bonnie Blair, Dan Jansen, and Eric Hiding were winning so many medals. Because actually, look over the years, I, I think speed skating may be um, America's most successful winter sport but mm-hmm. uh you know we certainly haven't seen it these last two olympics yeah before we let you go david i guess what the men's uh, gold medal uh final for figure skating coming up you got the women next week right yep yep the, the, the women are coming up the uh the uh the japanese skater had the short program uh last night and and the uh the olympic channel had just this amazing um amazing segment on the popularity of uh, of uh, of him in uh, in Japan and I mean based on, on what I saw there I mean he is he is so much more revered and popular even that a as an athlete as prominent as LeBron James is in the United States it, it was just amazing I mean mm-hmm. he is a he is a genuine uh, national hero with, with just a just a fabulous following there's separate fan clubs just for him scattered all around the country um, and uh, but he he is just a ma- magnificent skater. Uh, I, I I confess to being partial to the pairs. That's my favorite event of the uh, of the uh, of, of skating. And we, we saw that the other night. It was a close contest where the the uh, the uh, pair that won the the woman is from Ukraine and the man is from France and they represented Germany. So my my, my question was wh- why do we even have and just pretend to have nations represented yeah. in pair skating. Maybe you should just do it and, and not worry about yeah. the uh, about the affiliation. I know you got to go here pretty quick. You got time for a call? Certainly. Good. All right. Let's go to uh, Tony. You're on with David Woods. Go ahead, Tony. Hi, David Woods. Um, how are the ratings holding up? A um, couple reasons I'm asking is because I know people are just consuming TV differently, and CBS and ABC have like got really popular reality shows on at the same time as the Olympics right now. So what have you heard about the ratings? Is anybody watching? Well, we get, we get, we get these releases from, uh, from, 
from NBC, of course, so they probably slant it. Now, they always look like the total, the total uh, you know, consumption, you know, from streaming and the other. But, you know, from what I've seen, you know, the ratings have been, uh, I think, uh, you know, I think maybe even surprisingly good. You know, there's not very many things anymore that uh, that's a sort of a communal activity for viewers because everyone has so many different options and, and everybody's interests are so scattered with so many channels. But I, I think so. I think so far, uh, uh, NBC is maybe even over delivered to their uh, to their you know commercial sponsors uh, on the Olympics. I, you know, there there seem to be and it's, and of course it's slaughtering all the competition on on the other networks as the Olympics customarily do. Okay, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, there is that you know the, just the time difference, but again, the way TVs consume these days. That's not a problem. Usually, you just DVR it if you want to see it, right? Yeah, and and really, I, I think even with, in in some ways, I think the fourteen hour time uh, time advantage has kind of worked to their advantage. They come on prime time uh, at eight, Brian. So that's that's ten a.m. in uh, in Pyongyang. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and a lot of those you know winter sports need to be you know you know done early when it's you know before the the sun kicks in and things warm up. So. If they're going for the next three or four hours, and, and the coverage is lasting past midnight our time a lot, well, that's still you know two p.m. So they are able to put a lot of uh, uh, may, maybe more more maybe more live uh, programming on than than uh, at, at a lot of other Olympics, mm-hmm. and maybe even uh, as much as, as Rio. So I, I don't. I, it might be. It's, it's kind of confusing to talk about you know Thursday night and Friday morning, but uh, I, I think we're seeing a lot of. Uh, a lot of live coverage at, at the Olympics. Yeah. Hey, David, good to have you on. We'll uh, talk to you next week at the very end, or near the end, anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I, I appreciate it, and uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see what this, this next. The Olympics always go by in a blur, and uh, this is coming up on the, the second of three weekends already. All right. Thank you, David. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate the time. All right. David Woods. Formerly of the News Gazette, writes over in Indy, covers the Olympics. We'll come back with more. Penny, for your thoughts, open line after the news at 10, all the way up till 11 o'clock. So what's on your mind? The uh, shooting in Florida, we've got sports, Illini sports, anything you want to cover, we can do it. We can cover the waterfront in hour number two. Back with more Penny for Your Thoughts on a Friday after this. Back on Penny for Your Thoughts on this Friday. We are at 958 here on News Talk 1400 DWS, and uh, we've got an open line going the rest of the show today. Thank you again to Nathan and Julie Gunn for stopping by for a few minutes in the midst of their busy schedule from over at the uh, School of Music at the University of Illinois and very accomplished performers in their own right performed around the world. We talked a little bit about the Olympics with uh, David Woods, and so now we are uh, free and clear for open lines here in our number two coming up after the news at 10. Text from Billy says there are thousands of gun laws not being enforced now. Chicago has strict gun laws but many murders. Why is that? Because the feds in that district ranked dead last in enforcing gun laws. Federal law requires at least five-year prison sentence for crimes with firearms involved. Gangs walk in months. Society is cheap in life and turned from God. That is from Bill. That text in today, and that was on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. And uh, you can uh, call us at 3569397, of course, as always, and email us, talk at wdws.com. Tell you a little bit about next week, too. We'll be on the road for a part of next week. Trip to Michigan State. We'll do a show from East Lansing, Michigan, 
coming up on Tuesday. The Illini play games just about every other day here starting this week uh, with the game with Nebraska Sunday at 2.30, Tuesday at Michigan State, Thursday against Purdue, and then Sunday at Rutgers, and then we'll be at the Big Ten Tournament in less than two weeks. And where the Illini are right now in the standings, the most likely playing on Wednesday, the first day of the Big Ten Tournament. All right, that's it for our number one. Again, thanks to Nathan and Julie Gunn for being with us this morning. We've got more to come, an open line in our number two here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. The news is next here from CBS News at the top of the hour on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. It is 10 o'clock. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And back for our number two, we are at 10, 11, and 34 degrees. Cloudy skies here in downtown Champaign, hoping that uh, sun would come out. A few flurries today, down to 21 tonight. Right now, again, it is 34 degrees here in downtown Champaign. All right, phone numbers again. The uh, way you can reach us here on the open line here the rest of this hour. We'll cover as many uh, areas you want to cover. You've got something you want to bring up. If you're concerned about something, if you want to express an opinion on some of the national or local stories uh, of interest here, sports stories, whatever you want to throw in the mix, feel free to do that on an open line here up until 11 o'clock today. A couple of the headlines nationally. No room for debate. Senate floor fight over immigration is a bust. We can talk about that a little bit. Another headline, this is an editorial by Eugene Robinson, or at least a column. He's liberal. He says the issue is not mental health, it's guns. So he was uh, pretty lengthy in his discussion about that. We can get into some of that. And one of the questions I had was uh, the suspect in this case, how did he just walk into the school? What happened? I mean, he wasn't buzzed in, obviously. So what happened? And I found out my answer, and I'll tell you about that here in just a little bit as well. So, all right, let's get the uh, phones, texts, and emails going here on an open line. Uh, Carl, good morning. How are you, Carl? I'm pretty good. How about you, bro? Good. What's on your mind today? Well, I read a story yesterday that uh, a woman discovered her grandson. This is in Washington State. Discovered her grandson. Uh, had written notes about... Uh, uh, doing the same thing at his high school, his old high school, as the guy did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to use bombs, and well, explosives, I guess, or something, uh, as well as shoot and take as many people as he could. And she turned him into the police. And where was that at? So there, In Washington State. Washington State, okay. Wow. Yeah, and so the police said, it's very hard for family members to do such a thing, but she probably saved several lives, including his. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that whole thing so, about if you hear something or, you know, say something, I guess, there's there's that discussion. And, um, you know, the, the issue with um, this young man down in uh, Florida is, you know, has to do with he was what had been suspended. He had had some personal issues. He had had apparently some mental issues as well uh, along the way. And, um 
You know, then there's a lot of talk about, okay, well, how is he able to just legally buy a gun? So that's what a lot of this has to do. But, yeah, turning things in, I know any more these days, it seems, I mean, we see it locally with schools. Anytime there's any kind of a threat on social media, uh, even a veiled threat, um, they check it out pretty thoroughly. And they should. Well, the way things are, you have to. Yeah. No, I agree. All right, Carl. Hey, thank, you. thank you. Good luck okay, to your Cubs. Good, good luck to your Cubs, by the way, this year. I don't think they'll need luck. <laughs> and they got you, Darvish. So that's that's a start. Thanks, Carl. That helps. Yes, good to hear from you. All right, let's go back to the phones. Karen's up next. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Good morning, Brent. I haven't been able to listen to the show uh, the whole week, so maybe this has been covered, but. Um, you've had a lot of callers who are very supportive of the Jeannie Ives running against Governor Rauner in the Republican convention. And I'm just wondering if any of those people have seen the commercial that's running that makes her look like she's really pretty buddy-buddy with Madigan and um, whether they still feel as strongly about her candidacy. Now, are those her commercials or the ones Rauner's running against her? Against her. Against, against her. her. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's got her. It's quoting her. It's showing her on film saying, is that any way to treat this powerful speaker of the House, Mike Madigan? And then she refers to Governor Rauner and say, very you know, dismissively saying, yeah, he's picking on Mike Madigan again, like that. Wow. You know, and so it looks like, and it says that uh, Madigan has donated to her campaign through the labor unions, hmm. and he's very, you know, she's really in tight with Madigan, and um, that she can she can vote conservative, you know, to support her constituents and say I could, I voted this way, um, and then say, um, you know, and then she's outnumbered, so it doesn't count anyway, you know. Yeah. Do, do you do you think she can win statewide? I'm not convinced of that, but. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) In Illinois? Come on. Oh, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, and and I guess the biggest issue she's had, and a lot of conservatives or Republicans in this state, in this area, have had was the governor with the the SB40 bill. I understand that. I understand that. But the the reason I'm calling you and, and on the show is because so many people have so strongly supported her. And to me, when I saw this, because I was thinking, oh, well, let's look at this. You know, look at her as a candidate. You know, so many people feel like she's like the best thing in the world. And um, so when I saw this, it gives a completely different mm-hmm. perspective than that being presented by so many of your callers who are saying, you know, how great she is, better yeah. than sliced bread, you know. I well, mean, that's but, probably the, uh, the why the ad was run, you know. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, it shows her saying these things. It's yeah. not like saying you know, something about somebody that's an allegation. I mean, yeah. it shows her saying these things. Now, maybe it's out of context, but so many of the people who call are so impressed with her. And I'm just wondering, like Zoe, you know, the people who are really gung-ho for her, and that's fine, that's great. But now, do they have a different perspective seeing mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe she isn't quite uh, as they might have thought she is? So yeah. I don't know how people are... You know, her supporters is what I'm kind of asking yep. about. Oh, that's a good question. No, that's a really good point. And uh, we had the governor on, I think it was last Friday. and I heard uh, we're, that. We're, And we're going to try to reach out to her and maybe have her come on. So we'll, maybe we can uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, her. that was great when you had Governor Rauner. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, um, unfortunately, you had one caller asking about why are there primary elections. <laughs> that, that was so unfortunate to take up his time with something like that. It was yeah, like, oh, well, please. And that's one of those things when they <laughs> pop in like that, you've only got so many minutes. 
I know. And, uh, you know, you, wanted, know. You're, you could spend two hours on things, so. Yeah, but his, one of the, the first caller, I think, when the governor was on, was a Genie Ives supporter, and he says, I'm not, I'm not going to vote for you this time because you think it's okay to yeah. pay for, you know, med- Medicaid patients to have abortions, and that's fine. You know, that's his opinion. Um, you know, but that, that was an issue even when he was on, since you brought that up. Oh, so. sure. Hey, anyway, Karen, thank so, you for the call. Sure. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Let's go on to uh, Don. Good morning, Don. Hey, good morning. Uh yeah, I'm going to touch on what she was just starting to talk about. Uh, let's put per- things into perspective here, you know. 18,000 babies are aborted every day in this country. 18,000. Now, I'm not trying to politicize that and say it's a Democrat thing or a woman thing. It's just a fact. 18,000 babies are aborted every day in this country. That's what I'm angry about. Mm-hmm. So you're going to vote for Ives then? I'm going to what? You're going to vote for the the other candidate against Rauner, the Republican, because he did that? Uh, well, well, probably. I mean, uh, Rauner didn't turn out to be what he was supposed to be anyway. He's not. Rauner hasn't ran this state since he's been in there. It's been Mike Madigan the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm very upset with Rauner. I would vote uh, for another Republican, but it would uh, I would have to look at all the issues and all that beforehand. But no, I'm not a, I'm not for anybody that would uh, uh, vote for funding for abortion. Are you crazy? I mean, no, no, not at all. Yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks, Don. <laughs> yep. Good to hear from you. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us here on the phone lines. Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one. Five three five seven, and let's see here. Let's go to Greg. Is up next. Hi, Greg. Hi, Brian. How are you? Uh, pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I wish the sun would come out. It's out here. Uh, out, out in the Thomasboro, and it's shining out here. Oh, good. We'll bring some of that here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I just I listened to the last couple callers, and uh, you know I I was a rounder supporter the last time. And, uh, I'm frustrated with him too, and I, I feel like I've been abandoned, and uh, I I don't think Eyes offers a much better way out, and I I've actually moved on to looking at other candidates, and I I've been encouraged by Cash Jacks, and I mean I. I I encourage other, you know, Republicans or conservatives that feel abandoned by the governor to look at that candidate. And, you know, I, I honestly, I'm at the point where I feel like Democrats and Republicans aren't offering us anything. So I, I think we have to start going the third party route to to actually fix some of the things that are broken in this country. And one of them, I think, uh, you know, demonstrated the other day is the the school shooting we we have a broken society and we need people with real solutions not just the same old talk yeah i agree with you and i think there's been um you know that desire for a third party i mean all the way back to ross perot i mean that's why he got so many votes back in the mid early to mid 90s but unfortunately the uh the two parties you know they don't want to share the stage it's it's their game and they don't want to let anybody in so. Yeah, they they kind of drown out the room. Yeah, so that's for sure. 
But I hope uh, I hope that the whole thing that's been going on in this country the last couple of years, I hope more and more people are opening their minds up to to you know really throw some change in there and get get some things done. Yeah. Well, it's it's really polarized, that's for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Right. Well, thanks, Brian. Yep. Have a great day. You too. Yep. And a great weekend as well. We're at uh, 1022. Bill Bill is up next. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Brian. Um, Jimmy Kimmel didn't take long to try to politicize a tragedy as usual. What did he say? Uh, he was talking about how Republicans cut mental health care with their bill. Mm-hmm. Um, Republicans didn't pass any mental health bills or any health care bills yet. What I had to Google it, and I had to go through about three pages before I found a source I trust. In 19, or 2016, the House passed a bill on mental health care, 422 to 2. And, of course, the Senate just sat on it as usual. Um, I also did some research a while ago uh, when I heard the ACLU had sued the federal government, I think this is correct, um, on behalf of the privacy rights of uh, mentally ill patients, mentally ill people. And from what I understand, a lot of facilities shut down after that. Mm. So, yeah, I just yeah. Well, just so much, blame it on the yeah. It is a mental health problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so many times what you'll hear in Washington or elsewhere is you'll say, "Well, they cut funding for X." Okay, and I don't know if this is in this case. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but but what it is is instead of spending the four hundred and fifty million you wanted, I'm only spending four hundred and thirty million. And that's a cut. Or, or there's things in the bill that are unacceptable to to people voting on. Right. Yeah. And that's they you can know throw another billion dollars or ten billion dollars at something else that's totally inappropriate. Right. And you're left with a choice of <clears throat> passing that bill or none. Right. Either holding your holding your nose and voting for it, and then you, when it comes back, and this is how politics works. You know, if you cast a vote for something that you really want but there's something else in a bill that you don't want then guess what's going to show up in your opponent's commercial the next time is you voted for this x or y and there's no backstory as to how that vote came about so that's what happened I think there was a whole shot in the uh it's a great argument i think it's true uh if you see something say something in this case somebody saw something they said something and the fbi said you know well our hands were tied I don't even know if they um, investigated the guy. I guess they responded to the guy's call who said, that, you know, we've got a problem here. Mm-hmm. Now, did they go to his home and look for guns? Did they uh, evaluate him, his mental health, or look at any of his his postings on social media? You know, we didn't have, years ago, we didn't have all these school shootings, but we didn't have 24-7 news. We didn't have social media. And we didn't have, you know, video games and movies and music that just praise violence all the time. And it's become part of, uh, sometimes it becomes gangs and shootings mm-hmm. and violence becomes part of the culture. Yep. It's, it seeps right. in there every day through uh, movies and videos and everything else. And uh, if you grow up, you know, watching it and uh, paying attention to it, it becomes, you know, you don't, it, maybe it just doesn't register that oh this is a bad thing I shouldn't be doing this, you know, or yeah, watching I don't it. Know. So, yeah, 
How do you shoot 17 innocent people? I, I, I don't. I can't even begin to grasp the concept of that. So. And not, you know, it's just like their their world is devoid of reality. Yep. All right, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the call. We'll take a break. Back with more. Penny for your thoughts. Keep the uh, text emails coming in. We've got a couple of those. Or phone calls, whatever you want to talk about. Got a response to the uh, Jeannie Ives commercial. We'll get to that here in a moment. As we continue after this, on a penny for your thoughts. For two decades, Flooring Surfaces has been at the forefront of the flooring industry in central Illinois. Flooring Surfaces has an immense stock of imported porcelain tiles, ever-changing with the latest fashions in flooring. The newest technology for longer-lasting, better-looking vinyl planks, softer carpets that are easier to clean, and hardwoods from elegant exotics to rustic industrial designs. Find it all in the showroom at Flooring Surfaces. Once your design is complete... Flooring Surfaces offers professional installation service for any size project. Whether it's a kitchen backsplash, a tiled shower, an entire basement, or a 100-unit apartment complex, Flooring Surfaces has the experience you need to create a fantastic new space. So when you need carpet, vinyl, tile, laminate, or hardwood, remember that the best floors come from Flooring Surfaces. 401 East Mercury Drive in Champaign. Flooring Surfaces God has a purpose for us on this earth. We spend most of our waking hours at work, so we need a plan for putting our faith into action. Savoy United Methodist is hosting the Work as Worship Retreat simulcast on February 23rd. This is Paul Taylor, your host. We promise a great meal and great company for just 25 bucks. We have a fantastic lineup of speakers, including Patrick Lencioni, Joel Manby, and Phil Vischer. Sign up at workasworshipretreat.org. Enter Savoy in the search box. Hope to see you there. Take on the tough jobs in a tractor you'll be proud to own. The Kubota Grand L Series tractor combines reliable power and cleaner emissions with luxury and ease of operation, plus an available Grand Cab. With a Kubota diesel engine and your choice of three state-of-the-art transmissions, see how a Kubota Grand L Series can make your tough jobs easier. Now at your local Kubota dealer. Come see us at Berkey's. 2202 South High Cross Road in Urbana. Join us for Fighting Illini men's basketball against Nebraska at 2.30 on Sunday. Michael Kaiser has Illini game day at 1 o'clock Sunday starting at State Farm Center at DWS. Welcome back. Penny for your thoughts. We roll along here on a Friday. We are at uh, 10.28 a uh, quick note on the uh, suspect that evaded the uh, school security. They say that accused killer evaded school security procedures down in Parkland, Florida, by choosing the right time to arrive and by activating a fire alarm. He showed up just before dismissal time when gates have been unlocked to allow cars and buses to enter and leave, and he set off a fire alarm which overrides the security system that would have otherwise locked doors automatically and required students to stay in the classrooms. And the superintendent there of the school in Parkland, Florida, said this particular individual came on campus at the time of dismissal, and that is a very open time for campus. And the Palm Beach County officials meeting with the county fire marshal to see if there's anything they can do differently around fire alarms. And that was my question initially. I'm like, well, how did he just walk in there and do that? I mean, what happened? Well, that would explain it. He came at a time when uh, everybody's guard was kind of down at dismissal. Uh, let's go to Cindy. Hey, Cindy, good morning. Hi. Um, 
I'm a little angry about um, the the media that I'm hearing. Well, thanks for taking my call first. Oh, sure, you're welcome. <laughs> and my angry call. Um, hearing some media saying referring to the shooter as autistic or has autism, and um, I, for all the individuals who have to accept that diagnosis, I don't like that being put out there as a a, a reason for this person's. Um, behavior uh it's like they're you know adding just saying that mm-hmm. obviously he had other mental issues so um i just want to clarify that uh just because uh you have a diagnosis of autism uh or your child does or whatever uh they now you know now it's a whole different thing in the new dsm-5 it's just autism spectrum disorder because there's so many different kinds mm-hmm. and that child obviously had other issues going on and um, caregivers I think should have been around and should have been watching whoever that may be but um, just for the media to say that and there's going to be a lot of kids going what that's what they say I have yeah and no you're right yeah it's not the same yeah there there's a lot it's it's a lot deeper than that yeah. yeah they may equate themselves with that stupid media person saying, not, sorry, you're in that profession, <laughs> uh, that, um, you know, they're saying he had, you know, don't let them equate that with themselves. And as caregivers, we need to make sure that that child knows that they are totally different than than the individual who may have that and is trying to figure out how to, use, how to navigate it. Right. Well, so, I've got someone I, that's close to me who is on that spectrum. And as you said, it's a broad spectrum. There's a it's not as simple mm-hmm. as here's a diagnosis of autism and that's it. I mean, it's it's a wide ranging spectrum. So, right. But right. there's the 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 sixteen seventeen year old that may be trying to figure that out, what that means, and hear that and hear that horrific event. And I hope the people in charge of helping them, or even a twenty five year old or a twenty year old or whatever or fifty year old, uh, just. I hope the people around him say that doesn't have anything to do with why he did that. He is, that was an individual making bad choices and, and you're awesome or whatever to that people. Cindy, thanks for your call. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good to hear from you as always. And let's take a break for the news headlines here on DWS and Michael Kaiser has those more phone calls. We got Anna wall Stan. We've got a couple of emails One regarding uh, Jeannie Ives and the uh, Rauner commercial about her. We'll do all that here in the next half hour. Open line up till 11. Back on Penny for Your Thoughts. On this Friday morning, we had Nathan and Julie Gunn on in the first hour. David Woods briefly about the Olympics. Open line until 11 today. Got a text from Matt in Homer. He says, regarding Jeannie Ives and some of her quotes about Madigan, context is everything. What was the context? I'm not defending or saying anything, but little snippets here and there can be deceiving. That's um, from Matt in Homer talking about our caller earlier about uh, Jeannie Ives and the commercial that uh, Bruce Rauner has out associating her with some positive comments for Madigan. So, yeah, the context is important, obviously. I mean, I can watch commercials sometimes, political commercials, and I just kind of chuckle like, are you serious? That's what you're saying. And I'm I'm not saying it's in this case. I haven't seen the commercial, but I'm just... I, I just get amused by it sometimes and uh, discouraged in other ways because it's just like, you know, it's it's so easy to take something out of context, regardless of uh, which party it is, and just attach it to an ad. And it's like, 
I mean, this guy is the most evil guy in the world. He wants to kill children, you know, or he wants to, uh, you know, uh, take out your grandmother. He doesn't want her uh, Social Security check anymore or whatever. I mean, I, I just, I'm like, oh, come on. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's how that happens a lot of times. All right, three five six nine three nine seven. You can call us. Lines are full here at the moment. And let's see here. Anna Wall's up first. Hi, Anna Wall. How are you? Good morning. And uh, I don't. I don't know if I were somebody else listening, I'd say what's good about it. But anyway, I want to thank the News Gazette and certainly WDWS for doing such a wonderful job in analyzing and presenting the atrocities which occurred in Florida. And I all I have to say is that a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have the educational background to read and understand what's in the news cassette. But those who do should combine their skills, whether in religion or other social organizations, to make our unintelligent, not unintelligent, but uneducated parents aware of the conditions in our society which are really facilitating this kind of uh, these kinds of atrocities. And I want to thank the News Gazette especially for for that article called Murder on a Grand Scale. And I hope that the edge intelligentsia who are working with other people will read that article because I really personally believe the young man is mentally ill. Maybe that's because I got a degree in psychiatric social work. But whether he is or not, we, the parents and the teachers and the social groups should be aware of these atrocities and combine their skills to help prevent them in the future. Yeah. Well, and that's all I have to say. Th- thank you, Anna Wall. Good to hear from you. Uh, the um, issue is not mental health, it's guns. That's according to Eugene Robinson, his commentary. Uh, they say many people knew that Nicholas Cruz was troubled, violent, liable to explode, yet nothing kept him from acquiring the gun he allegedly used to kill 17 students and faculty members at the uh, high school in Parkland, uh, Florida. And according to the Washington Post and other outlets, Cruz, 19, had been repeatedly suspended, then expelled from the high school for disciplinary issues. He had sought and received treatment at a mental health clinic but stopped attending. He showed signs of depression. His posts on social media were so unsettling they uh, scared acquaintances away. His father died several years ago. His mother, with whom he was close, passed away around Thanksgiving. And uh, Eugene Robinson, he says, how many alienated and disturbed young men are out there rattling around peaceful suburbs like Parkland, many thousands some will get the help they need some won't most will never act on their violent urges some will and he says it's impossible to imagine a mental health system with the scope authority and resources necessary to prevent every parkland or newtown or columbine so uh that commentary there from eugene robinson if you go to real clear politics that's the place i go to if you want to look at uh articles, opinion pieces, you get both sides of it. I can tell you, you get the liberal side, you get the conservative side. It's just interesting to kind of go over that and read through that. So I'd recommend you check that out sometime. It's it's a really good website. Uh, Stan, how are you, Stan? Good morning, Brian. Thanks hey. for taking my call. You bet. 
calling you from Chattanooga, Tennessee today. How are things in Chattanooga? Story. Lookout Mountain. Uh, cloudy. Yeah. Cloudy. But I got two things I'd like to touch on here, if I could, and one takes a, quite a bit longer than the other, so I'll do the the quick one first. Okay. You had a lady on there talking about uh, the the guy that killed these people having autism, and we shouldn't blame autism on uh, everybody with autism for doing things like this, and and she's right about that. But what we do remember, need to remember is that uh, our good governor, Rauner, is ending the primary autism program in Illinois for uh, school children in June. That program will be gone. It will be supposedly uh, rolled into another much larger program that doesn't give two hoots about people with autism, hmm. basically. And that was in his, um, was that in his budget proposal? No, that's in reality. reality? The people have already been been told that they are fired uh and the program is ending um okay he's, what was, what he's was been it? trying to do this he's been trying to do this for three years the other thing is uh you're you're uh pretty big in sports yes and i forget the young man's name uh that died yesterday morning the alabama uh football player that died yesterday morning he yeah. was a starting quarterback for alabama in the 80s uh, okay. And he died of uh, complications from head injuries. Okay. Uh, we are looking, and you can double check me on this. Uh, we are looking at what's going to become an epidemic soon <clears throat> of um, adult onset uh, epilepsy in returning veterans uh, from the Iraq and Vietnam or Iraq and Afghanistan wars. These people have been uh, hit with explosives so many times that they ha- they have uh, severe brain trauma. I have a friend that has had about uh, 18 seizures. He's less than 40 years old, uh, and they they're not going to accept the fact that it is because he had his had two Humvees blown out from under him. Hmm. Um, they they just won't accept that, just like they did uh, uh, the uh, problem with the Agent Orange in Vietnam, especially with the Republican in the White House. They won't, won't accept that. But we already have the epidemic starting of our returning veterans having uh, ha- having seizure disorders, and it's only going to get worse. Uh, Vince Sutton was the name of the quarterback, by the way. Yes. I looked looked it up while you were talking, and somebody texted me, too, so... All right. Hey, I figured you could look it up while I was talking. <laughs> I can do two things at once, believe it or not. But uh, but thank you, Stan. You're good. Thank you. Yes, sir. Have Bye. a good time in Chattanooga. Well, I'm going to Florida. Oh, okay. So I'll have a good time in Florida. Have a good time in Florida. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Stan. 1045. We've got uh, Brian. We've got Scott. A couple of emails. We'll get to that next on Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, one uh, text says, I know there are people that don't want to hear this, but there is no one law that can stop someone who wants to do harm with a gun. As far as schools go, certain people in the school need to be trained in the school who want to be uh, in the use of a firearm so they can stop the threat immediately. Police are minutes away, and the damage has already been done. That is from Ernie. Back to the phones this morning. Go to uh, Gifford. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. Good. Um, about the lady who um, was calling about Jeannie Ives, I, I may not be a big fan of hers either. I don't know. i got to study her out more. But I went on YouTube and just punched in a YouTube search of Ives praises uh, Madigan. Mm-hmm. 
can't find a single one. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm finding quite a few where she's slamming them and attacking them. I mean, right in the house floor too. And the parents didn't know this, but when Madigan appoints people to be head of, heads of committees, you know, committee chairs, she gives them a ten thousand dollars stipend just to do it, just to be appointed. And she explained all that, how he's mm-hmm. calling the shots. So it's not House rules that are being enforced and being done. It's Madigan's rules. I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, I I think, and I got to study it out deeper, where Rounder's claiming that Madig- or the Ives is praising Madigan, that may have been a facetious comment. I'd have to see the, and hear the entire thing in, its, you know, in full because everything I've been seeing on video on the House floors where she's talking on the House floor, She's slamming Maddox. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and you have to look at the context of it for sure. And I, um, I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, it just happens oh, yeah. in these political commercials. If somebody, if a Democrat a senator, say, needs something from he's in a he or she's in a state that Trump won in the presidential election, and he and he or she needs something passed to benefit their state, and they appear in a photo or a, a you know a, a you know media opportunity with Trump. Guess uh, what their opponent's going to do the next time they run against them? They're going to show them standing next to Trump, regardless yeah. of what they I mean. It's completely out of context, and it can be in in, yeah. the, in a lot of those cases. So, yeah, I don't I don't trust any of the commercials anymore. I think that personally, the best thing anybody can do is just check their candidates' voting records mm-hmm. and uh, see what kind of statements they made on the House floor, or Senate floor about issues. I check their voting records. That's the only thing they can really do. Very good point, Brian. Thank you for the call. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yep. Have a great uh, weekend, and let's go to Scott. Hi, Scott. Good morning. Hello. Yay. How are you? Hello? Yeah. Are you there? Hello, Scott. I am right here. Sorry. good. That's okay. Yeah. Say, I just wanted to, uh, I can't, I haven't seen the ad that people are talking about with Genie Ives, so I can't comment specifically on that, but I can comment about the uh, dishonesty of the mailing that Rauner sent out last week. Um, just one example. I think the guy who was on the phone just a minute ago is absolutely right on. What you need to do is get on your computer, look it up on Google, because everybody can see it. You don't have to take anybody else's opinion, and you don't have to necessarily believe the ads. But just one one thing out of the mailing that Rauner sent last week, you talked about House Bill 5311 that was passed in 2014 and says that Genie Ives was against the property tax freeze. Well, if you look that up on the uh, General Assembly website, you can see that that bill passed in November with 100% of all of the Democrats and all of the Republicans voting for the bill. Now, Rauner's mail piece was dishonest about it. He's he's, um, listing a vote that was taken in April. And, of course, every bill that goes through the General Assembly has all kinds of votes on amendments and this and that and the other and procedural things. And, yep, there was a vote in April of 2014 where it was 66 to 44 or something like that, and Jeannie voted no. But it's so dishonest to take it out of context and take a bill that passed with 100% support in both parties and say that that shows that Jeannie Ives is against property tax freezes. I mean, it's so absurd that, um, you know, I think that's just a good example of the of the likelihood of the um, veracity of his claim about her supporting Rauner. Yeah, and that and that's what's Don't hard. Take my word for it. Oh, no. Look it up yourself. Oh, sure. And that's what you know is frustrating with political commercials, and that's why they work, is because you can't say oh, yeah. all you said in thirty seconds. 
So you have to, you know, you, yep, you, exactly. you if you're attacking an opponent, you pull out and you don't, you say, well, they're not, you know, most people aren't going to bother to take the time to look up a procedural vote or an amendment vote. They're just going, oh, he's against this or he's for that. Well, I don't like him. And that's, unfortunately, that's where we are all the time with political ads. Exactly. I'm, I'm encouraged by it, though, because I don't think he'd be attacking her if he wasn't worried about her and didn't have worrisome polling data. And I think uh, he is vulnerable because the truth's on her side. You can look it up on the Internet. Nobody in either party trusts him anymore in the state legislature, and there's reasons for it because he just doesn't tell the truth. Scott, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. Bye-bye. We'll continue with more Penny for your thoughts up to the top of the hour. Glad you're with us on a Friday. Stay tuned. On a Friday, Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. We'll have Monday morning quarterbacking for you after the busy weekend ahead for Illini Sports. Uh, men's tennis, women's tennis. Men are out uh, in the ITA uh, indoors in Seattle. Women in town for a couple of matches over the weekend. Iowa and Washington. we got uh, gymnastics on the road this week. Women's basketball will be up and uh, play Northwestern this weekend in the Chicago area. Illini men home against Nebraska. The Illini men's and women's track, by the way, hosting uh, an event, uh, Orange and Blue Classic at the Armory. That'll be tomorrow morning. So there are some things to do in town. I got a text in. says, if a woman has six abortions, is she a serial killer? That text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. Hey, if you're... Uh, reach the weekend here and you're thinking about you've been thinking about buying or or selling home and in particular buying and you and you're thinking well i'd go look this weekend but i don't even know how much i'm eligible to be approved for as far as financing and a mortgage well uh the folks there with uh, Stephen pam starwalt keller williams uh, damian spencer is their man at fisher national bank at 1710 south neal uh, he can get you set up pre-approved today to look and see what you're pre-approved for when looking at a certain size of home, I mean, if you can't uh, afford a three hundred thousand dollar home, then you know maybe you need to look smaller. If you go you're more in the range of a hundred thousand or whatever your your home is, whatever you can be pre-approved for, uh, Damien can help you with that and uh, let you know what it is, so then you know where to go look. Maybe you're downsizing. Stephen Pam Starwald can help with that. And uh, when you're transitioning from one home to another, whether you're downsizing, maybe your family's grown, maybe you're upsizing. And you received a pay raise, need a bigger home. Steve and Pam, with the help of Damien at Fisher National Bank, can help with the transition from one mortgage to another. Steve and Pam Starwald, husband and wife team at Keller Williams, working closely with Damien Spencer at Fisher National Bank. So uh, if you have any questions, call 239-7156, and they will get you in touch and get you hooked up with Damien from Fisher National Bank. And they can answer all your questions. He can about buying a home, how much is needed for your mortgage. And you can just take care of all that today. And then you're set. you got an easy weekend when you go out looking to purchase a home. So make sure you do that. Damien at Fisher National Bank, 1710 South Neal in Champaign. Brian Barnhart with you here for a couple of more minutes. A couple of things that happened on this day in history as we head for the uh, top of the hour. always like to uh, check that out. Uh, this is the day that uh, Republican uh, Representative Sonny Bono of California, Sonny and Cher, of course, who went into politics, after his uh, musical career, born on this day in 1935, he died in a skiing accident. That goes back all the way to 1998 is when he was killed in that skiing accident. This day in 1948, NBC Television began airing its first nightly newscast, the Camel News Newsreel Theater. 
And in this day in 2005, the National Hockey League announced the cancellation of the entire season. They had been on strike, and they said from here on out we're not playing this year, so they lost the entire 04-05 NHL hockey season. First time a major sports league in North America lost an entire season to a labor dispute. And one anniversary tomorrow, New York Yankees superstar Joe DiMaggio enlisted in the Army during World War II on this day, 1943. Of course, a lot of athletes uh, wound up in the uh, military, of course, during the course of World War II. All right, we're at uh, 1059 here. Thank you again to uh, Nathan and Julie Gunn for uh, giving us some time today. Don Giovanni over at the um, Cranert Center next weekend. Just go to thecranertcenter.com for information on that. You can see those two in action. Uh, I could have spent, if I wanted to run through all of their accomplishments in their career, and they performed around the world, it would take me uh, the whole hour just to list them all. <laughs> and so we kind of barely scratched the surface, but did want to get that in about the performance uh, next weekend at Cranert and some of their background. Hope you enjoyed that. Also had David Woods on talking about the Olympics. We'll have him on at the end of the Olympics next week. And also, by the way, next Friday, and I think I'm right on this, that's the last Friday in February, and the last hour of the last Friday will be our Flashback Friday. So we'll do that in the 10 o'clock hour next Friday, and we'll let you know what we're going to be talking about when we get to Friday. So enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you a Sunday at 2.30 for Fighting Illini Men's Basketball. 1 o'clock, our Illini game day coverage from the State Farm Center. Good luck to all the Illini teams. Go Illini. Have a great weekend. For Ed Bond, I'm Brian Barnhart. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana, 11 o'clock.